Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Life can be difficult for kids. Keep them calm. Music and Discoculia. Why wait and build the train? This is our podcast for week two in 2022, and we welcome Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Disco Pilia Services, to help us review the links for this week. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder. Thank you so much for inviting me. Um, now, we have some wonderful links here, and, uh, and, the, and the first one, I would say, you know, all the kids will probably empathize with this, life can be so difficult for our kids. Absolutely. Well, this is a link to US News Education and it's uh, written by Katie Loos. And we know, uh, but the point is well made that uh, right now kids have a less easy life than they had before the uh, COVID. Okay, so here they reiterate that the school is a point of social pressure and comparisons between the children. Now, those who do not do well are looked upon um, badly, and if they are not bullied, they can still feel awkward about themselves. Right. And their self-esteem can uh, really get a hit here. So, the article here is this, like I said, published in US News, emphasizes that it's important for the children to have a safe space. Okay. Created by teachers and caregivers where they can receive and develop positive affirmations and also self-affirmations. And before uh, you ask me what they are, let me I explain was, here. I was going to ask you that question. I was going to, it was at the top I of my saw you were starting um, what to. Is, yeah, what are those? Let me explain. It is actually best to think of a self-affirmation in the literal sense of the word. So making the self firm <laughs> okay and um, okay. that is uh, said here by uh, professor jeffrey cohen at stanford it is not self-flattery no or uh, empty praise but a child can accomplish this by becoming um, grounded in his or her most important values and those values could be Anything, friends and family, creative outlets, even religion or sports. Uh, I think about uh, music and nature, whatever it is the child cares about. Okay. And the way to develop these is through writing exercises and reflection time. Now, in addition to self-affirmation, positive affirmation from outside, from the teachers and the caregivers, can be also a really good way to bolster a student's sense of self-confidence. And positive affirmation from external sources can support a child's mental health. And that carries over to performance in school. Right. And that is obviously where the parents and caregivers come in. So uh, a little suggestion, be specific in your praise. Instead of Oh, good job on that test. You might say a nice job trying your best on that test or working hard for that test. So um, be positive and uh, affirm the student. 
Okay. Okay. Well, it sounds good. Yeah. I mean, they deserve that. And life is difficult with that pandemic going on. It's horrible for them. Now, our next link uh, looks related to this. It says, keep them calm. What are we doing here? Yes, this is a very uh, this is remarkable when it spins out of control. <laughs> article. And uh, obviously, we put those links here for you to um, click on them and read it yourself. So we give a little teaser here. This article comes from the UK at Chat. And they make the point that you see often an anxious child wringing their hands. Right. In the moments they are most upset. Yeah. So then they go on uh, with suggesting that you can actually introduce mindful hand and wrist massages. In class? In class. The kids okay. do that themselves. That's new. Yeah. And they start with um, a few deep breaths. And then you tell them what to do. This mindful hand and wrist massage um, make the children allow to relax their muscles, calm their breathing, improve their mood, and it reduces pain, stress, and anxiety and tensions by way of a natural reflex. That sounds good. Yeah. And it doesn't cost a cent. So the article gives a whole manual where they tell you step by step how to introduce it's this. It's like you should you start your class with that. You can definitely little, little, do little that. little exercise. Okay. It sounds an interesting experiment to me, and I would love feedback um, from other listeners about this when they have tried it, but it, it really looks uh, very um, doable. Cool. Cool. I love it. Well, uh, the next link on a happy note is about music and discoculia, and what can we learn with that? Now, this is from the number dyslexia blog and they tell a story how um, music can help children with dyscalculia and they review music training for children with dyscalculia the roles music can play with managing the dyscalculia and they refer to the fourth model the 4e so, model 4e model sorry um and i okay i was not aware of that so let That's, me quote yeah. here it's about four e's um, it, the first E is embodied. Okay. It covers how music training impacts the learners' bodies on the whole. Then embedded. The research considers the environmental and external factors, and that's cultural and socioeconomic, and explains their impact. And then extended, third E. Researchers propose that environmental factors and tools available collectively impact the cognition on learning ability. And then the last E is inactive. This approach in research offers guidelines on how to implement cognitive learning obtained from music trainings in life and establish a fluid relationship between mental and physical realms of a person's life. Okay. So they go on to uh, talk about uh, that how music training offers uh, a multi-sensory approach. Yeah, of course. Yes. And that strikes the same parts of the brain that take part in arithmetic. Oh, that is true. So children evade the stress caused by numbers and wholeheartedly take part in the activities required uh, for music. Okay. And actually that can... Uh, be linked to developing numeric uh, and operational uh, activities. So 
Here's a study by uh, Fingelkort. It's already <laughs> okay. a little bit older. It was from 2005. Uh-huh. Um, the title is uh, Functional Connectivity in the Brain. Is it an elusive concept? And yes, they start by saying that it is still a kind of elusive concept and that it's still a little bit a controversial notion. But they also... Uh, go on to talk about uh, research and uh, one of the studies they mentioned here was done with 44 children in Brazil 22 of them had developmental dyscalculia 22 were typically development Mm -hmm. um, in math um, and they were all in third grade so 8 years old Okay. and then uh, they got uh, musical therapy 14 lessons, 7 lessons focused on melodic instruction and 7 lessons on rhythmic instruction. And okay. obviously rhythm and sequencing and counting are sure. very close to each other. So in total they got 14 uh, lessons um, and those lessons were also um, combined music, movement and speech. Like, like you have uh, the well-known Suzuki uh, method. And then after that, uh, they conclude that um, the group with dyscalculia showed a slight improvement in numerical cognition and in particular in number production, number calculation, That's and um, calculation itself. Just by participating in those music deals. Absolutely. So this is a great article. And uh, please uh, click on it. There's a lot of uh, information. There's too much (laughs) statistical information. I bet all the school music directors will be very happy to hear (laughs) this. (laughs) To get all the comparisons and what is significant and not in here. So um, very interesting. Good, 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 good. Now the next link says, why wait? What are we waiting for here? Well, this is an article from the Education Next organization. Okay. And they make the point that with the wisdoms of the late 1960s, mind you, when federal officials and eminent psychologists were first designing uh, the National Assessment of Educational uh, Progress, NAEP, they probably never thought about testing students younger than the age of nine. Right. Now, after all, the technology for mass testing at that time was like bubble in a sheet with a number two pencil. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that only worked if students could read the instructions and the questions. Right, right, right. Hold a pencil and fill in those answers. Now, however, the world moved on and so did science. And we now know that you can assess children a lot earlier for learning disabilities. And they actually suggest starting in kindergarten. How do you feel about that? And I feel very good about that. Actually, as a developmental pediatrician, I started earlier than that. Oh, wow. So, basically, I'm fully in favor of uh, do those assessments, and in particular, acting upon it. So we have actually also developed our dyscalculiascreener.org site 
that has great specific screeners that is actually starting from kindergarten. Oh, and so they start from we kindergarten. Have okay. We have taken that to heart. We've already implemented that. Mm -hmm. Here you go, discoculiascreener.org, my listeners. Go there. If you have a kindergartner, then do the assessment and see where they're at. And it's all free. Wow, that is very good. That's very good. It brings us to our last link for this week, and that talks about building a train. What are we doing here? Well, uh, this is from the research group of Daniel and Sari in Canada. Very interesting research, and uh, it's going on there. Now, let me quote what they say about it. And, and they looked at kids from, mind you, two years and two months okay. to six years of age. Okay. Okay, the build-a-train task. What is that? It was developed in, and used to examine if children spontaneously use the number or the physical size, the length approach on a uh, matching task. Now, in the build a train task, uh, the experimenter uh, shows a train, assembles a train using one to five blocks of a particular length and then asks the child to build the same train. But the catch is that the child's blocks differ in length from the experimenter's block. <laughs> so now the child needs to think, am I going to make a train that is as long as the train that is the example? Or am I going to use the same number of blocks? But both, then the, the, both answers the, are right, but it's a different orientation. Right, 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 right. Different orientation. Okay. So Okay, that's the task is done to see uh, what they use. Are they going for the number of blocks or are they going for the length? Okay. And um, because you, can, you can't do both of them because the, the blocks are not equal. Right. So they also did a give me a number task to see which number words those children already knew. And then, uh, if they knew, that was the result of the build a train test, if they knew a specific number word of mm -hmm. that length of train. Like three or four? Yeah. They were more likely to match the number of the blocks, oh. particularly with quanti quantities below four. Okay. So, um, the build a train task and findings from this study actually set a foundation for future longitudinal research to see um, the Where relationship right. yes, exactly, yes, yes, between, yes. between uh, their um, behavior right. when they were young and later on their uh, achievement in symbolic mathematical concepts and attention to okay. number. A very simple tool. So they need to follow up. a uh, great way to perform this research. Yeah. A very good article. So they need to follow up like in five years and ten years and then see where well, those Well, I would follow up. up a little bit earlier. A bit earlier. One or two years already. <laughs> <laughs> great. Well, those were the links uh, for this week. Thank you, Dr. Schroeder, as always, for your additional insights. Uh, we hope to see you again next week. Um, Dr. Schroeder, of course, the founder of Disco Culia Services and... She has this goal for 2022 to get 2022 new Discoculia tutors certified. So for all the information about that, please go to 
discalculiatutortraining.org. Discalculia Headlines Weekly is a production from discalculiaheadlines.com. You can find us on the web at discalculiaheadlines.com and we are on Twitter at discalculiahead. You can also find us on Facebook, we have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Discalculia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at discalculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.